you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey gang, welcome into another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with my friend Phil Putney and myself as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. Phil, buddy, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Mark? Hanging in there, trying to uh, not freeze too terribly bad. So hopefully you're doing the same. Yeah, I know. We uh, we finally hit winter. It played around with spring <laughs> into January for quite a while, but it decided it's going to be winter this week. Yeah, so we're, yeah. we're hitting the teens, so... Chilly. Mm, chilly. Just a chilly. reminder that we are in Michigan. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Very chilly. Well, we are into uh, this is what, what episode are we on here? We are into January and uh, this is our this is actually no, this was where this is going to air in February. We're taping this in January, but it's going to appear in February. So hopefully things will uh, be start i doubt they'll be warming up yet but hopefully they will be yeah yeah not not yet not yet that yeah. that's really wishful thinking so yeah true well i tell you what um you know it's in january so the great betty white turned 98 years old isn't that amazing I yeah love, that is crazy i love betty white i just saw something that came up and said she attributes her long uh, her longevity to vodka and hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> Vodka and hot dogs. Yeah, that's what she said. Apparently, <laughs> that, that's quite the combination. That oh, is. I can see her saying that too. So. Yeah, that is. I wonder if those. Are, I wonder if those are Nathan's or uh, Reds or I wonder which ones yeah, those yeah, are. Exactly, which which ones? So yeah. her and George Burns sort of got together. So yeah, really. At ninety eight though. So there's a cool little thing out there that says, uh, you know how you, you always hear that saying, man, that's the coolest thing since sliced bread, right? You've heard that before. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, sliced bread was invented in nineteen twenty four. Betty White was invented in 1922. So sliced bread is the coolest thing since Betty White. Since Betty White. There you go. (laughs) A new saying, right? That's right. That's right. Well, happy birthday to her. And I hope our listeners are enjoying themselves. We try to do a little fun things here and there. But I want to turn our attention to like we usually do and uh, and jump into our uh, financial conversation. So let me uh, toss this out at you here, Phil. IRS increased contribution limits to $6,000 for any type of IRA and $7,000 if you're going to be 50 year or older, the catch-up provision there. Uh, 401ks and similar plans, they also get a bump of $500 to go from $19,500 or 50 and over to $26,000. So what do you think? Yep, pretty typical. They uh, they do this. Um, isn't hap- doesn't happen every year because they actually move the the amount by five hundred dollar increments. Okay, you know, so it's usually every couple of years. Um, you'll see an increase. So um, it's par for the course. Means you can contribute more. Uh, helping you keep up with inflation and your your contribution limits. So. And yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good, I mean, if you're 50 or older, sometimes a lot of times we do feel like we're playing catch up. We feel like we're behind the eight ball, right? Yep. And so that was something the IRS introduced. um, Oh, it's probably been, I think back 10, maybe 15 years ago. Okay. They realized that people weren't saving enough. So they, they gave this extra bump for those that were over age 50 to contribute more if they wanted to try to catch up. So, right. Right. So it's a a great option. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, usually you're in your your higher earning part of your career at that stage. So you can right. probably afford to, to contribute a little bit more. So yeah. makes a lot of sense. I, I encourage all my clients that are able and they're, they're at that age to go ahead and contribute the max. So. 
Well, and at twenty six thousand a year, even even if just ten years, I mean, it's two hundred sixty grand. It's you know that's not chicken feed. Quick, so. yeah, you can do some some pretty quick catch up. So yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Okay, so again, ask your advisor who you're working with or whatever if you do want to need you know raise those amounts or you do want to play catch up. Uh, let Phil know, of course, and you can have those conversations and go from there. All right, so let's get into some more stuff here. I've got an email question for you this week. I'm going to take one here from uh, Beth. And uh, where was Beth at? Beth was in Plymouth. And she says, Phil, I could sell the house right now for a half million, 500,000, and I only owe 100,000. Now, here's the thing. I'm 57 years old, and I'm thinking about selling it now to get into a smaller place and using that extra cash to retire early, maybe even now. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. I mean, it, it really comes down to, you know, we talk about this all the time, but having your financial plan. What is How does that fit into the plan? And does that give you enough extra money to maybe boost your accounts to the point where you could retire now? You know, downsizing in, in retirement, very common scenario that we work with a lot of our clients on. Got to look at timing in the market from a housing standpoint. It's a great time in the market. You know, housing has recovered and grown pretty substantially. So it's definitely something worth considering. Yeah. Now, if 57, Phil, there's a lot of things she's got to factor in, like um, penalties, you know, for taking anything out early on certain accounts, Medicare gap coverage, you know, things yeah, of that. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that really, again, comes back to having that plan and understanding all these different pieces, what, you know, what you're referring to. But this actually could help with that bridge because okay. you can't touch retirement accounts without a penalty before 59 and a half. Mm hmm. Um, so one of those half years out there, the ages the IRS uses. But um, so if she does have, you know, in this case, 400000 in equity. So depending on how much of that she wants to use to, to buy her replacement home, that could give her a little bit of a cushion that's not in a retirement account that she could spend from without any penalty True. to help bridge the gap. Um, but the health care is probably the bigger piece. You know, yeah. that's really something that um, she's 57. So she's got eight years before she can even look at Medicare. That's a pretty significant amount of time, and you really have to consider what are your alternatives then from a healthcare cost standpoint. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of factors that go into the decision, but this is one piece of it, you know. And you can't look at it by itself and say, "Yeah, let's do it," without running the math and everything else to see what are my increased costs because I'm retiring early, and does this all work? Well, you know, and it's so funny because, like, and you say, "Well." Cobra, you know, is so expensive, but I, I don't know. I almost say you'd be surprised that Cobra is probably not nearly as expensive as you think compared to some of the other options out there on the marketplace. It's still pretty yep. bad, but you know, no, I mean, it's a discussion we have with clients all the time that, you know, considering retiring before that 65 age that Cobra, unfortunately today is probably one of the best options they have. Isn't that crazy? Um, versus, I mean, I, I remember, you know, 10 years ago, you'd never even consider Cobra. No, you can no. always get it cheaper on the, the outside marketplace. Why yeah. would you buy it from, you know, the, the company and get Cobra? Yeah, no, um, that's crazy. Not today. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it probably is a pretty good deal, at least for the, the level of coverage you have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. All right. Well, Beth, thank you so much for the question. Definitely, if you're working with an advisor, have that conversation with them. If you're not and you're checking out the podcast, which obviously you are, uh, reach out to Phil and chat with him about it. And really, there's a lot of things that could, you know, you want to be careful with here at 57. I mean, kudos to you if you can make it happen, but definitely make sure you're checking off all the things you need to check. Uh, reach out to Phil at 248-888-7530 before you take action, obviously. 248-888-7530. He's a CPA and a personal financial specialist. And of 
course, you can always go to the website and book an appointment. You can check him out online. Also, there are lots of different things you can do. AFSWealthMGT.com. AFSWealthMGT.com. All right. So, Phil, let's hit our main topic here. I want to talk about this article I saw in CNBC. Don't shoot the messenger. This is just the place I saw it. Yep. <laughs> I know. I saw, I saw it too. Great article. Not, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you know, what, on that. you know what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. Uh, so retiring at 65 could be a thing of the past. And, uh, you know, I think that's obviously with the Secure Act moving things to 72, there's going to be conversations about backing up from a money standpoint, obviously, Social Security uh, to make that to fund it. They're going to have to back things up at some point. But we'll move on from there. But anyway, the idea is that more and more workers are probably working past 65. And of course, a lot of people say, well, I never want to retire. And that's great if you if you love what you do. Uh, and if you if you look at other countries and things that other places are doing, uh, they're raising retirement ages already. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and this is, uh, I mean, kind of an interesting fact. It's no longer the, you know, day and age that your parents retired. People retiring in their 60s are, are looking at potentially a 25 to 30 year retirement, which is just unheard of. Right. Um, you know, that's a lot of times almost as much as you put into the workplace. Right, exactly. Um, so you've got to have a, a pretty healthy financial scenario for you to be able to do uh, that kind of a retirement, live that kind of a retirement. So, um, it just makes a lot of sense with us living longer. You know, we talked about Betty White and, and her <laughs> birthday. And, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, fortunate or unfortunate, depends on how you want to look at it. That's uh, just the reality of the day and age we live in. We're living longer and getting anchored to these ages of, well, you know, it's always been 60 or 62 or whatever it is yeah. or 65, you know, was the age I'm going to retire at. That might not be appropriate. So. Very true. Well, other countries, as I mentioned, are, are doing this. I, I don't know if there was there's been some protesting uh, over raising in France, over raising the pension age to 64 from 62. And and, I, and I'm sure that's why our lawmakers uh, don't want to tackle, you know, moving Social Security from 62 to 65 as a minimum starting age. But I think it's going to have to happen. And, and so, you know, we're going to probably see some backlash. But you know, you, you see, do you see kind of this mentality among your, amongst your own clients and prospects that they're, they're wanting to work longer, maybe not even because they have to just to want to. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think people realize that, you know, retirement isn't necessarily something that, that is cut in stone and you've got to do it at this age. You know, it, it to me is all about being able to, when you want to, uh, and a lot of people enjoy work, you know, and if you do, that's great. Then you know, retirement to me isn't necessarily retiring because you're a certain age or even you've saved a certain amount and you can, it's retiring. Now I can because I want to, you know, I no longer right. enjoy my job. And it's a discussion that, that I have with clients all the time, you know, that maybe they're not ready, but they'll realize when that, that is the time. It's yeah. funny. I'm working with a, a school teacher right now that, when we first started our planning process, she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, every time I think about retirement, I think about the kids and I love my job. And I just, I don't know that, you know, if I'm ready or even, and we were, I think at that point, looking out two to three years down the road, you know, and, and I said, oh, you'll know, you'll know when it's the right time. And she came in one day and she said, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, you, you finally hit that point. It's like, okay, yep, I'm, I'm ready to retire if I can do it. And we ran the numbers. Yeah, you can retire right now if you'd like. So she applied for early retirement. In fact, she's retiring the uh, the first quarter of this year. So Okay. Well, kudos. Um, awesome. And, you know, and that's really to me what retirement is. It's not an age. You know, it, it's having a plan in place that says you can when you're ready and, and you decide it's time. 
Okay. Well, from a financial perspective, uh, Phil, is there a major difference, let's say, just even from something as simple as 67 from 65? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, if, if you... I'm working with another client this week that running their plan, unfortunately, it didn't work. They didn't have enough money, you know. So at that point, now we've got to, to start changing certain factors in the plan. Either you retire later, you save more, you know, decrease your lifestyle. There's all these different factors you can move. So when we look at that retiring later factor, oftentimes working another year might add two to three years in longevity to a plan. Hmm. Um, which okay. if you think about it kind of makes sense because every year that you delay retirement does a couple of things. Number one, you're saving still, presuming you're you know contributing. We talked about contribution limits. So if you're putting in that $26,000, you know, it's one more year you've put in money, your employer, if they're matching, has put money in. And it's one more year that you're not taking money out. So that compounding effect oftentimes gives us another two to three years at the tail end of the plan. Okay. All right. You know, so there's, yeah, there is definitely a, a kind of a multiplying factor of pushing retirement out. Right. So. Well, we always hear that, you know, obviously the sooner we can start saving for retirement, the better due to compounding. And so we start to maybe get this mindset that, well, if we're only compounding for two or three years, is it really going to make that big of a difference? But again, the retirement stages and the things that are and options and tools that are available uh, are quite different, obviously, at 65 than they are at, you know, 35. So, Right. And I mean, that's a, a mindset that, that's hard to overcome sometimes where you're thinking, well, it's only two or three years. Well, yeah, but that's, you're just talking about delaying retirement two or three years. Exactly. The, the yeah. reality is yeah. the compounding effect is over a 20, 25, maybe 30 year period, depending on your life expectancy. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. There's a bigger compounding effect long term in that scenario. Yeah. So, and I mean, another factor that plays into that is the whole social security side of the equation. You know, if you were going to retire at 65 and claim social security, you would have taken a discount on the, the benefit because you're claiming early. And if you wait to full retirement, at least, you know, so 66, 67, adding a couple of years on it, you not now don't take a discount. Maybe you even grow in it by that extra 8%, depending on what your full retirement age is. So there's a lot of factors that go into that age and, and moving it out even a, a year or two. Okay. Well, so again, folks, that's kind of been our topic today is, you know, thinking about retirement age of 65. Is it a thing of the past? Is it something where we're going to continue to see that envelope pushed further down? Is it something that's right for you? Are, are you considering pushing past 65 for whatever reasons? Um, you know, fear of boredom, just don't want to retire, love what you do, uh, financial reasons, you know, whatever the case might be. Uh, it's certainly happening more and more and more. So if you have questions about it, if you want to check out the article again, you can find it on on CNBC about uh, uh, 65 being a thing of the past there. You can certainly uh, also just call Phil, reach out to him, let him know you want to talk about your situation. As always, we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and you can do so by going to AFSWealthMGT.com. That's AFSWealthMGT.com. And of course, if you're on Google or Apple or Spotify, you'll see the links for all of that um, through the page. But if you'd like to just search it from those applications, just type in Phil's Tax Hacks and search that out and you'll find the podcast and you could subscribe to it that way as well. All right. So one more email question, and I think we'll depart for this week. Maybe we'll see what else we got on the docket. And uh, Lisa's got a question for you from Novi. She says, Phil, I'd really like to meet with a financial advisor, but my husband says we're fine handling things ourselves. Is it okay to do this without help? Uh, great question, Lisa. And it's, you know, as you have been saving for retirement, oftentimes doing it on your own isn't a bad thing. I mean, there's, 
in those stages leading up to retirement, there's only so many moving parts. You know, it's investment options. You're saving in a 401k are pretty limited to, based on what you have there. Um, but as you get to the point of nearing retirement, start facing some of these decisions on Social Security and all the other factors, I think it makes a lot of sense to bring in a, a, a professional to help start analyzing the numbers for you and, and see, can you really retire? They probably have, uh, hopefully, more insight than, than what you would have or your husband would have. And I mean, the other unfortunate side of this equation you have to look at is that your husband's handling today and he might be doing a fine job, but what happens if something happens to him? You know, do you know enough about the, the finances to be able to pick up where he left off? You know, or if you're working with an investment advisor at that point, then they can help kind of bridge that gap. And that's, unfortunately, I'm dealing with that very scenario right now with a couple that um, he had retired about a year and a half ago, she was going to retire this year, and he handled all the finances. Fortunately, they started working with me about a year and a half ago, and he just suddenly passed away with a heart attack. Mm. You know, So she would have been completely left in the blind, not knowing what's going on, but now I'm able to help guide her through this time. So there's a lot of factors that go into using a financial advisor. No, I think that's a great point. And unfortunately, it does happen a lot. I think we are seeing more and more of that hopefully starting to go away. But um, to your point, Phil, it is a little, it has, especially with the market being the way it's been the last 10 years, it's been a little easier in the accumulation side than it is yep. for the distribution and preservation side. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, there's a definite difference between that accumulation phase and distribution phase and yeah. approaches and, yeah, the unfortunate event of markets like we've seen, people get comfortable thinking, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is, you know, market doesn't do anything but go up. So yeah. this is easy. I can do this myself. But it doesn't always. I mean, you've got to look at history. Yeah. It, it does repeat itself. We go through cycles. You've got to have a plan as to how you're going to handle that, how that will affect you in the next phase of life, the retirement phase. So. No, that's true. So, yeah, I would definitely, Lisa, you know, kind of mention that to him, say, you know, it's a little easier to kind of build the wealth than it is to figure out how to maintain it and keep it when we're not working and the paychecks aren't coming in and so on and so forth, distributing that money back out. Um, different different animals. So definitely have a conversation with him. Uh, and, you know, come in and have a chat with Phil, and, and I'm sure he'll probably uh, be able to share some even better insights and, and, and uh, kind of hopefully uh, kind of turn that page there for your husband. So great question. Thanks so much for asking and reaching out. Uh, if you want want to call Phil and try to set something up, it's 248-888-7530, 248-888-7530. All right, my friend, as we depart this week, I got a little fun getting to know you question. Uh, what's your favorite TV channel? Which one do you watch the most? Probably the one that would be on the house most often is HGTV. Okay. So it's, it's funny. We play it in the office too. It's a popular amongst a lot of our clients, but my wife watches it all the time. So she's always getting ideas and I, I'm a closet do-it-yourselfer from a, a home <laughs> fixer up I mean I, I love doing the challenge of what are we going to do how do we fix this and just the accomplishment of it you know so yeah, yeah so it's uh, it's an interesting channel a lot of crazy things I might the funny thing to watch it it's like okay how in the world did they do all that for that budget there yeah no that's way. the one that gets me yeah you know, it's like there is no way it only costs you 10 grand to do what you just did yeah <laughs> 10 grand and sponsors <laughs> that, that, exactly there you go yeah. and sponsors is the piece that we're missing so yeah. i need to find out how to get sponsored there you go yeah you got to take a bunch of uh video of you doing it put it on youtube with all the uh product placement there uh, you go hey i like that yeah, yeah. start a youtube channel on exactly it. But, you know, pro yeah probably HETV. it's a great channel a lot, yeah. a lot of interesting ideas. Dangerous funny? ideas, too. It, very true. Isn't it funny how we age? Like, I think Food Network's always on in our house. But how, yeah. we, how we age is like, uh, 
Nah, I got Sports Center. I got ESPN on, you know, or you know, you know, guy stuff or whatever. And then as we're aging, we're like, oh yeah. And I've, you know, my wife's, like, yeah. You say, well, yeah, the wife's got it on, but it's like I watch it too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's got it on, but then I'll get hooked into it. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, this is interesting. Hey, yeah. we can do that. No, I like that. That's a great idea. Too funny, too funny. Well, We've good got stuff. friends that you know they'll. We just moved into a new house a couple of years ago, and the brick style we have on the house, he was mentioning, oh yeah, I, I remember there was an HGTV show that had that brick style and they did a really cool thing with stucco and I think we've got that <laughs> episode. You'll have to see it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Good stuff. Well, there you go. That's our getting to know you this week. Uh, what's on in your house on a regular basis? Uh, my house, it's Food Network, Phil's house, it's HGTV. So. HGTV, yep. Well, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Well, great episode. Uh, again, as always, subscribe to us. We'd certainly appreciate it on whatever platform you choose. Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts and We'll see you next time with Phil Putney and myself. Take care, folks. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.